and Trev. <laughs> that was kind of meaty. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was beefy. Bassy. <laughs> Sounded great. I cut my hands a little bit just to get that effect. <laughs> you lick your palms first? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> You dirtbags. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press X to Podcast. It's January 24th, 2018, and this is episode three. I'm Paul Sullivan, and alongside me, I've got Mac Daddy Beefcakes himself. It's Trevor Houston. Hello, hello. And less beefy, but still a beefcake, we got Sean Petraschuk. Oh, it's still a beefcake. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, you guys? How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Um, um I'm a little brain fried uh, learning this new job and all that, but uh, I'm doing well. I think. Yeah. No, I'm doing good. I'm good. How's Trevor? Fabulous. I'm 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 a little tired. We just came back uh, from a hockey tournament in Victoria, and uh, there were some beverages consumed. <laughs> just I was gonna say few. you might be a little brain damaged yourself. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it was fun. It was good. Uh, good time. But it's good to be back. Good to be back uh, playing video games and on the pod. <laughs> That's another good podcast title. Uh, on the pod. On the pod. Yeah, that could be our third uh, cast if we ever get there. Right <laughs> alongside Download Don't Listen. That's right. <laughs> so what do you say, guys? Should we talk about some news? I yes. think there was a lot of news this week in comparison to last week, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, last week was weak. Weak sauce. We were digging the bottom of the barrel. Wait, we, we, didn't, we didn't do the sound bite. The news, the news, the news, the news. <laughs> oh, we're rolling with that? <laughs> well, we, don't have a, we don't have any other sound bite. God damn it, we better write a jingle. <laughs> I swear, one of these weeks, I'm just going to take that and I'm just going to put it to a beat. <laughs> the I think, news, the news. I think it could actually work. <laughs> so what did happen this week? What are we going to talk about? Well, Nintendo got into cardboard boxes. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. That's the biggest news of the week, we'd say, isn't it? It probably I, yeah. is. Yeah, it probably yeah, it is. is. Oh, the, yeah. No, it, I'd say without a without a doubt it is. I mean, um, when I was watching the, the reveal, it's definitely really, really cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, 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 the tech behind it, I mean, it feels weird saying technology when I'm talking about, like, assembled cardboard. But you know what I mean. It's a pretty impressive the way it will all work together. I only have like minor worries about the longevity of it. Really cool concept, but how long will it last before people get bored with it? Unless they open it up for people to create in a way on their own. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I see it going one of two ways. It's either people are gonna go bananas and it's gonna be sort of that Christmas must have item, or I see it completely flopping. But I think in saying that, you know, I think it's one of those low risk, high reward type gambles for Nintendo. I mean, it's cardboard. <laughs> like, how expensive could that possibly be to make? Like, they are going to make, like, even if it doesn't sell that well, they're still going to make some money on this thing. And I think it's already kicking up a buzz. Like, I, I got a, 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 a hockey buddy who's not even really a gamer, but he just bought his kids a Switch. And even, even that capture design, he was talking about it quite a bit. He's like, wow, that was really cool. Like, I've never seen anything like that. It's so creative. So, um, 
you know, if it has, it's always kind of like one of those things. If my non-gamer buddies are starting to talk about it, it, it sort of piques my interest and makes me think, well, maybe this will take off. I don't know. I mean, it could definitely take off, but I mean, I think it's just a gimmick. It's what depth can there possibly be, except maybe in the robot punching game? Well, yeah. and, and we haven't seen much in terms of games. Like, we don't know what those mini games are. I don't think we've really seen much yet you know sure. i guess just i guess just one two switch has has dampened my confidence in nintendo's mini game ability and i think that's fair that's that's the thing right is is like you have a bunch of mini games that are fun for a short burst but like and that's what i mean by longevity and i mean and you also got to look at the the price point for the the base labo is was uh 70 bucks and the robot kit is 80 dollars right and, that's and not cheap <laughs> no that's not cheap so i mean it's a pretty significant investment and i think the people who are going to get the most uh use out of something like this are going to be parents right i mean you know there's definitely something to be said for for you know the kids being able to put it all together and everything that's really really cool um but if it's a game that really doesn't have much depth to it it's going to be cool while they put it together they're going to play it for a half hour and then they're done they're done right right i mean and that's even if the you know the cardboard lasts i mean there i what i've heard something about like what is it there, there's free templates or something online but i mean are you really wanting to rebuild those things either right i think it was one of the alex's from the site who said if he can get a couple of afternoons of building stuff with his kid out of it you know that's worth the money <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's different for every parent, right? I mean, for him to be able to sit around with his kids for the afternoon and spend quality time, that's cool. I mean, I, you know, I spent a lot more money in worse places just to be able to hang out with my kids and, and, and do that type of thing as, as well. So that is cool. I just hope that in, in some way that, that whatever that base game is, there's more ideas behind it where maybe they're going to be able to open up the concepts that they have to makers and creators who can possibly do more with it, right? And that'll really stretch it out. If there's more than what we're just seeing on the surface, right. which I would assume Nintendo, you know, uh, I, I would think they're, they're smart enough to know that, that maybe that they, they need that little bit extra. If they open it up to makers, creators to just build like who knows, or create games, who knows, um, you know, then then we're going to see that 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 big pull, and and you know, people will be a lot more excited about it. But my guess is we still haven't. You know, they've probably only given us the surface. We've seen what two yeah. and a half minutes of a trailer, right? Where you can build a fishing rod, a piano. You know, actually, the piano I did. I felt that that was pretty neat. I mean, to, if if it's you know, if this thing can be used as a learning tool, I mean, I think that's that's an angle that that could uh, you know give it some some shelf life and stretch out. The life of this thing if um you know if this becomes sort of a learning tool as well so um all yeah. i'm gonna do is all i'm gonna do is play chopsticks on it that's it <laughs> i'll probably spill root beer on it and like or i'll rip it like there's just no way that i'll oh, they won't be smooth sailing when i try to assemble a piano with that nobody thing. Are, are you nobody kidding me likes, nobody likes a soggy keyboard trevor no, I mean I'll, I'll rip it. I'll sit on it. Like it, it, it just—I just know it won't go well for me at all. <laughs> really proud of yourself with the soggy keyboard, aren't you? Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> I laugh at all my own jokes.
jokes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to laugh at them. Hey, well, you know, no one else will. <laughs> uh, speaking of toys, PlayStation is making Amiibo things. Those were cool. Did you guys hear about that? But yes. are they... Okay, let's let's clear something up here. Are they really Amiibo-like toys? Like, do they actually use uh, uh, any sort of NFC or RFID-type chips? No, Or are I don't they think just so. decorative toys? I think they're just decorative, aren't they? Yeah, they do not contain an NFC chip, but they are PlayStation characters on top of a base, and I think that's kind of what people want Amiibos for, isn't it? I mean, that's why I have a Tom Nook. I guess, but I mean, kind of looking at them. Um, I mean, I they're just they're just figures, though, aren't they? They're just figures you throw on your shelf, and that's the end of it, right? Yeah, and mm -hmm. it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's cool, but I mean, you can get figures of you know, of these characters probably already. I mean, I don't know. I I guess it's cool for someone who really wants it, but I you know I have seen some people saying that they look kind of cheap. Um, mm -hmm. You know. Uh, it's a pretty specific collector that's going to go out and get this stuff. It doesn't add anything into a game. I mean, I'm never going to say that they shouldn't release something like this because it is, it, it's neat for anybody who wants it, but I just don't see it having like a crazy mass appeal, especially in terms of the Amiibo. I mean, the Amiibo, they, they do something in, well, you know, in a sense. I think the, the ones we posted on, on, on cogconnected.com, uh, Cog Connect on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just getting that out there. Are you, you're gonna, are you going to keep this up for every I'm a, episode? I'm a, every episode I'll get it in because I'm a company man. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a gimmick. That's right. The ones we posted on Facebook or on our site though is uh, they're only ten bucks. So I mean, it's kind of you know they're they're pretty cheap compared to a lot of the figures I've seen. Yeah, well, well there you go. I mean, for ten bucks, I mean, yeah, you probably spent your money on worse. Right. No, I definitely have. <laughs> Eight ball of cocaine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time. No, but those double Caesars on the weekend were more than 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine was in Vegas uh, seeing a Cirque show, and they told me that they paid, uh, it ended up being something almost $50, almost $50 for two peach vodka beverages, as they put it. And I'm like... You know, I mean, and, and in our oh Canuck, Canuck funny money, that's like $70. I'm like, you just spent $70 on like, what, four shots of liquor max? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that's so crazy. there you go. 10 bucks ain't so bad. Not at all. I mean, you're doing it wrong in Vegas if you're not at the corner store getting a, a brown bag of Four loco or something. Oh, I don't even get me started with Four Loco, man. We, I was in San Diego. We had done a road trip all the way down. And of course, you know, for anybody listening, we are in Canada. And I don't even know what that is. Well, okay. So Four Loco, this is like when it was first originally released, basically what it was. It was like an energy drink that was like beefed up on crack plus malt liquor. <laughs> so it's like 14% or whatever malt liquor, like that tasted like fruit juice but it was like zapped up with like all sorts of energy shit. So mm -hmm. I go that into the nasty. local, I know. And I go into the local 7-Eleven and uh, I looked at it and like they came in pretty big cans. So I'm like, well, two cans for me, you know, at home, that's like drinking a six pack of beer. Well, you know, considering like the alcohol content, right? I got through about one and a half of those things and I was supposed to drive some, from San Diego, go two days straight driving to get back to Vancouver. And I woke up with the hangover from hell 
forced my <laughs> wife to drive, had her pull over like three times so I could vomit. Oh. I would never drink that shit again. <laughs> Awful stuff. That sounds pretty Awful nasty. stuff. It just, it tastes like Hawaiian punch too. So it, it's, you know, it's lethal. At the first sip, you know, you're done for the next day. Yeah. If it tastes like Kool-Aid and you know, there's booze in it, like, you, you know, you better tread <laughs> carefully. And I didn't heed the warnings. I just went full barrel. <laughs> Speaking of going full barrel. Uh, <laughs> oh go. my God, there's that segue. segue. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> genital jousting has a story mode. And according to our news post, it's getting a full release all over Steam. <laughs> I full I, release. <laughs> I love everything. I I can't say that I've played the game, but I love everything about every possible way that they've marketed this thing to the point where it. I, I think you can get it on the Devolver website, but I know that they were selling them at at Pack South a couple weeks back, where they actually had like a penis plushie that you could get that was actually in a dress, which is like pretty messed up. Like, well, and even like- Well, that makes sense because in the game you can customize your dick. I know, and I'm looking at, like, I'm looking on the site right now at the screenshot that we had that, that will not, God, I, I keep saying we, I'm not supposed to anymore, that you guys had on COG. Oh yes, and, that's right. And it's just like, like, they just don't really skimp out on the details to the point where, like, you can see foreskin on this thing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love everything about it. I love the fact that James managed to throw engorged into a news article. <laughs> yeah, I like when you when we do a search. There's one, there's one headline that says that says genital jousting wet hop wet hot summer update is a throbbing orgy of content. Oh my god! A throbbing orgy of new content. Holy! <laughs> I'm like, I'm jealous of whoever reviews this on the site because it's just such an opportunity. Nobody's claimed it yet. That's the thing that I'm like, what? Why isn't somebody claiming this? Uh, so, so right no, it now, might have it's to be unassigned. Me. I love that. Finally, players can spend a day or two in the life of, a, of an enormous anthropomorphic penis. I mean, who who hasn't dreamt that? <laughs> Is that you know, actually in the article? I love it. You know, going to work, going on dates, picking out clothes, playing computer games. You know, regular giant living penis stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the trailers of all the all the all the penises going into like these asses, and it's like, oh my god, this is so wrong. But it's I think, so didn't we, right. Didn't we give this our, our what the fuck award like in 2016? I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. In that year that it came out, it was the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was the what the fuck or, or, or whatever. I mean, it was definitely like a what the hell is going on in this game. So has, I'm curious, and this is actually more of a serious question. Has Devolver, is it, is it Devolver that puts this one out? Yep. Um, have they faced any backlash? Like, have people been offended with this game? I think you'd have to have your head pretty far up your own ass if you're going to complain about something like this. When it's like, when you, it, it's not, it's not offensive. It's clearly taking like a beyond humorous approach, right? I mean, remember there well, was that game. I completely agree, but. No, but remember, okay, there was a game. Uh, and I mean, I'm going to use the word game loosely, but that that uh, had come into the news just over a year ago where it was meant you actually put something in the female genitalia and played this game on your phone 
to stimulate down below and it but it was a video game so we we i remember the, the, i remember a news article went up and if like if we could do that and no one complained about that i'm pretty sure you can get away with genital jousting yeah ah genital jousting everyone's favorite pastime well, it's, <laughs> it it's just the modern day way of um playing swords right right sword fighting <laughs> it's sword fighting it for a new age this is what our kids are going to play <laughs> so, so i've used up every clever segue uh i have in the bag but eric hirschberg's leaving activision yeah he, he is leaving that's uh it's almost like he's won the super bowl and he's he's kind of leaving on a high note because um i mean i was just reading this morning call of duty world war Two, like broke another record right like it's it's clearly doing you know better than expectations so um it seems as though he's leaving on a high note but on the, the same time the conspiracy theorist in me is like hmm is this a sign of trouble for activision because destiny 2 i don't know i don't think it's going as well as they had hoped skylanders where's skylanders and dead exactly and yeah, it's done. can can the next call of duty possibly live up to world war ii maybe he's like you know what i'm going out while i'm on top um yeah i mean i know that like you know i've kind of been following a lot of people uh who are like hardcore destiny guys and seeing with the updates and everything else they're, they're not very happy with destiny right now so yeah it's obviously receiving a little bit of shit skylanders is definitely dead in the water um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a conspiracy theorist theory or anything like that. I maybe he's just he's had his fun and he's finished. Yeah. After eight years, he's probably got a yacht made of money. Oh so. God, yeah. You, you just know he's taken care of. And then mm. five generations below him are taken care of too. Probably. Oh yeah. No, like he, 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 his kids get to have that whole like growing up with money. Um, you know, and his grandkids and 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 everything after that. You know, where they they get everything handed to them on a on a silver platter. I, I yeah. wish I was one of those kids. It just seems like a weird time for him to leave. You know, it just seems it just seems odd. It makes me say, hmm, like, <laughs> hmm, was, what's going on there? What was really going on there? Is it? Did were you just? Did you just drop a CNC music factory like <laughs> things that make you go? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that instantly dates us. You realize that? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> things that make you go. Hmm. While we're at it, I might throw some Fifty Cent in uh, to this podcast since he wants to make a new game. That's actually kind of cool. I mean, I. Uh... What was it? What was the last? The the, the one that blood he did in the blood in the sand. Blood in the blood on the sand. Oh my god! I loved it. And it, but I it was so it. it was so over the top and oh, it was ridiculous. terrible. But I loved it. I, you know, and I think everybody who plays it, like you know, I mean, it's funny. Uh, I think Anthony wrote the article for the site saying how it had earned the reputation of a cult classic, and that's pretty much exactly what it is and but he's actually got he's got a new tv show coming out where he actually plays a superhero um so what is it here uh tomorrow today where he plays a superhero uh military veteran who gains superpowers after being experimented on by a mad prison doctor <laughs> i mean that right there already sounds like a 50 cent game <laughs> well i i actually reviewed blood in the sand back in 2009 and i think i gave it an 80 at the time 
Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a whole boatload of cheese and a whole lot of motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, he could play a drinking game, have a shot with every, every time Fiddy says motherfucker <laughs> and, and you'd be pretty loaded 10 minutes in, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember really enjoying it. Like the cutscenes were entertaining and the shooting was, eh, the combat was fun, but, um, but yeah, I'll, I, I'm I'm all in for a for a f- new Fitty game. Well, how about the fact that uh, uh, I mean, forget the fact that Fifty's making or wants to make an, a new video game. How about the fact that in the year 2018, he's in a Twitter beef with Ja Rule, which is pretty <laughs> freaking hilarious. So what what happened there? I didn't I didn't catch that story at all. I have no idea what their beef's about apart from the fact that Ja Rule basically popped on Twitter to say like and it was like literally like a 10 word tweet like along the lines of I just want everybody to know that 50 Cent is a pussy. (laughs) Like whoa. (laughs) I just hope it doesn't like devolve into anybody getting shot because he's already been shot nine times. Yeah like I I don't think it's fair to call him a pussy. Like you know what I mean? I'm just thinking shot so many times. I'm just thinking by the 10th shot, he, you know, he's had his nine lives. He might not be so lucky. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Speaking of rappers on Twitter and in the news, did you guys hear about DMX? No. Uh, I heard that um, he got addicted to crack uh, and went to jail. And then um, at Christmas time, I heard him do um, a DMX version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on Spotify. And it was... Um, <laughs> quite possibly one of the worst things to ever hit my ears but uh, what else is happening with dmx well this is quite a while back but uh, apparently he robbed someone at a gas station what yeah like that's gonna give it to you that's right <laughs> literally that's my cl- that's my classic party move is uh you know gets to a certain point in the night you gotta see if the dj will play dmx <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Gonna give yeah. it to you. <laughs> Typically, they're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Who doesn't like playing DMX? Come on. Maybe we are dating are, I don't like, know We have to just accept that the things we like aren't cool anymore. <laughs> That's when the DJ looks at you, he nods, he's like, and he'll be like, yeah, it's on the list. I got you, bud. And you never hear it. <laughs> yeah, usually you end up being too drunk to care. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping you forget. One of your friends will go, yeah, yeah, he played it. It was an hour ago. Oh, oh good, good. Oh, I've been that guy. I've been that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of going to give it to you, uh, Playground Games is going to give it to you on the Xbox One X. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about general jousting again. <laughs> I'm general jousting is going to give it to you. Oh, God. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take a moment to appreciate Paul for his his segue moves. Like oh, yeah. he's, he's he's thinking a step ahead the whole time. I'm so his, impressed by this. His segues are lit. <laughs> lit, fam. Is that yeah. a thing now? I don't know. Let me ask my 20 year old because I have no fucking idea. <laughs> right. Those <laughs> damn millennials. Careful. That's probably our audience. They they enjoy laughing at the old farts. Let's not chase right. them away. Right. Let's listen to the old men. <laughs> so, anyways, playground. They're apparently making a new game. Well, yeah, and. Uh, they're saying Xbox One, Xbox One X is the uh, the console of choice, which pretty much feeds into the rumors 
that uh, they're working on Fable, which is pretty awesome because I thought that I honestly thought that franchise was dead. And we've heard that rumor. We talked about that rumor a couple weeks ago. So yeah, there was that Reddit post that kind of alluded to a few things. That's the same one mm-hmm. that um, alluded to uh, Forza Horizon Four being set in Japan. Um, but I can't imagine they would want to change teams. Um, when the rumor floated for uh, for Fable, they said basically, I mean, it was in planning stages at that point. So, I mean, it's completely viable that they're going to wrap up on Horizon in time for their usual, what is it, like sep- September to November, somewhere in that stretch mm-hmm. release for our Forza title. And then uh, go, you know, go hard on, uh, on Fable. Yeah, well... It- I'd love to see it. I mean, Playground has already proven they know how to make gorgeous open world games. Um, you know, but with racing amazing, games, but ra- exactly racing games. amazing I mean, with 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 varied locations, amazing vistas. So I'd be really curious to see how they can push that even further in, in Fable. I've got to wonder if um, you know if if i don't know if not only for continuity or the fact that they've never built an action rpg type of game if they chase down you know if this rumor ends up being true if they've ended up uh, chasing down some some of the uh old hires from Lionhead right get some right. people on it who know what they're doing i i would suspect they probably did or would if this is if this is true i hope so like i say i mean fable is one of the like you know when when Lionhead closed uh, they, they were working on that Fable game that ended up getting cancelled and I mean I can't remember the name of the game off the top of my head but I remember looking at the videos and kind of seeing you know the direction it was heading and it didn't really feel like Fable it was a bit of a departure it was a different style of game I can't I, I can't quite remember off the top of my head here but but regardless it didn't really feel like a Fable and it felt kind of disingenuous to the franchise so if they're to kind of bring it back to that offbeat humor you know where you know no one really has spoken word right you know they're all mumbles and you know and that you know that British sort of dry humor, which you need to have, I think, with a Fable game as well. They, if they do everything right, I'm so glad that it's coming back. I really hope that we end up hearing about about this at E3. I suspect we will. It feels like we will. I mean, Phil Spencer did say pretty publicly this week that, yes, I hear you, and yes, we are investing in games. So, I mean, Fable's an obvious one. It's an obvious quick win that everybody knows and can get on board with. But, you know, I mean, some of our favorite cynics, and I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna give a shout-out to our boy uh, Sean Messler, and to another <laughs> on, on the Twitters. Uh, he's a, that he's, a, he's, he's my sour. favorite cynic. He's my favorite <laughs> cynic. Uh, his response to Phil saying, yes, I hear you, was, yes, I've heard this before. So uh, yeah. <laughs> take that, Phil. Uh, I mean, you know... The, the proof is in the pudding, so they say. So, I mean, we can have all these rumors and everything else, and I don't want to keep harping on it because I think we've talked about it for two episodes already. they they got to come through with these games, so I really hope this is one of them. I really, really do. Mm, me too. So have you guys been playing any games this week? <laughs> Trev, yeah. you were just, I don't know, dying in a bar somewhere so well yeah I've been, you, away, I've been away most of the week so i'll admit i uh, other than playing my my mandatory madden league game which i just got destroyed um uh from alex who uh who owns victory point website like a little like i gave alex a little plug uh for kicking my ass at madden 
Ah, uh, what a nice guy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> other than Madden, I really haven't had a chance to to play many games. I've been away, and so so you this, played this week. I'm catching up. This you played time. you played drinking games instead. Yeah, there was there was uh, yes, there was drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> Did it feel like virtual reality while you were doing it? Uh, no, but I was in a, a in a foggy haze of alcohol pretty much the entire time. I'm still recovering. So you I'm you experienced recovering. you experienced that hangover in real life. Yes, and uh, playing hockey at nine in the ice hockey at nine in the morning uh, with a wicked hangover is not recommended, kids. Oh I'm going to tell you right now: don't ever do that. It is the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Did you hurl and on the ice? No, but it, I probably had easily the worst game I've ever played. Like it was just embarrassing. <laughs> like it was so bad. But, oh, what's, uh, your, okay. what's your um i can't Lesson remember learned. i can't remember because i've seen you play before but i can't remember the uh what's the name on the back of your jersey oh you had to bring that up uh, <laughs> uh thunder the, the 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 boys out at mission they call me thunder Is it, uh, i thought it was big thunder for some reason but thunder's no, good just, thunder's good just too thunder right. <laughs> hey, hey thunder that's a good I bring nickname. The thunder. That's a good nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, because they actually uh, they released the uh, Xbox One X enhanced version of Forza Horizon Three, so I hopped back into that, and it's just I'm starting to appreciate 4K more and more. Not that I didn't before, but it just looks so damn good. I uh, I, I went specifically as soon as I booted it up. I went specifically to the Hot Wheels DLC. And it's crazy because the, the detail, you I mean, you remember those old Hot Wheels tracks and you mm -hmm. can see like the, like the fine lines that run along the track and they just pick up every little glint of light. It's just, it, it looks so good. Actually, cool. what's really cool is, is that Skylar, he's my, uh, my youngest, uh, you know, he's finally, finally, thank fuck moving away from playing Minecraft every second of every day. <laughs> Cause it's all he does. I mean, it's cool cause he uses his imagination, but it's hard for me to play along with him cause I just get bored to tears. Uh, but watching him play, uh, he picked up on Forza Horizon and he's loving it. He's loving it. So I got to sit back and watch him for That's like three cool. hours, just just rip through it. And then on top of that, I'm, I'm still pushing for that last goddamn achievement in Assassin's Creed Origins, which is just to, to finish all the locations, but there's just oh, you gotta get that that's you just gotta go get i'm that. gonna do it i'm gonna do it but there's just so many friggin locations and now the dlc comes out uh well it's it'll be out by by time this goes live it there yeah, it, it's out on the 23rd or, or yeah, it'll be out yeah that's right yeah it'll be out on the 23rd yes. and that adds eight more achievements for me to obsess over so i'll probably end up doing that that's what i'll end up talking about next week wasn't that it's far from a task or a chore for you because aren't you riding around on a flaming chocobo or something well yeah like Endgame, um you know you do they, they had like the crossover with um with final fantasy i can't remember what when i think there was actually like full quests involved of some sort on the square side with final fantasy that mm. paid homage to uh to assassin's creed and then on the Assassin's Creed side, they're like, now nah, we're just going to give you this sword that looks completely out of place in this world, and this shield that looks completely out of place in this world. Oh, and a chocobo instead of a camel. 
And I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't fucking care. I'll take it. Because <laughs> it's the strongest weapon, the best shield. Actually, no, I think I've switched shields. There's a different shield. But yeah, and then um, and then riding the Chocobo. But uh, I actually, um, I got, I bought the uh, 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 the Seasons Pass or the Deluxe Edition, however it is that I got it. But I got a few of the Helix Points given to me because I'm pretty adamant that I'm not going to spend money on, on that sort of stuff. I actually used my Helix credits to buy uh, one particular horse because it's on fire. So, you know, I have a fire horse now. Nice. So that's a thing. Very I, have, nice. I have a fire horse. It's no big deal. I don't know how I can <laughs> ride it, but, you know, it doesn't set the grass on fire. So it's not that realistic. It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like that crossover stuff. It's it's. The game makers acknowledging that it's a ridiculous world um, because Origins absolutely is. It's not realistic at all um, and taking it to the extreme. They're giving you total fan service. Um, and a lot of times that's what people want. They want to have fun entertainment. Sure. And that and that's just it. You know, you might get somebody who will bitch and moan about how oh, it's like. I mean, I was joking about how it's unrealistic for the world. But do I care? Nah, it's awesome. Mm hmm. Anything else, Sean? Nah, not really. Top secret shiz. Ooh. I know, right? Ooh. Like I actually what? can say that Ooh. now. Top secret shiz. <laughs> no, I, you know, I actually um just uh, one of the uh, the tasks uh, that I've been handed um, with Evolve is doing uh, what they call their Unreal Showcase. So it's a partnership that they have with Epic where we're actually talking to developers that are working with the Unreal Engine and asking them about their experiences, you know, um, you know what they like, what they don't like about the engine. Well, actually, I don't know if I haven't. I haven't actually had a chance to uh, do my very first interview, but I've read up on, on what they've done previously. But basically, yeah, like you know what they like about the Unreal Engine, how it works for them, and then also give them a chance to kind of play up their games, th that sort of thing. So I'm, I've been taking a look at some um, some games coming out over the next, you know, basically over the next year um that are that are built on unreal and it's kind of neat kind of uh digging into these sorts of things i mean i've actually come across a bunch of games i'd never heard of um and people doing really amazing things with them so that's where the rest of my time's been spent is less playing but more just kind of discovering new games mm -hmm. yeah it's a, I'm, I'm excited to be able to to start talking about these games as i i get my chances to actually interview the devs and uh, see what they have to say about them nice yeah, well, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, but what about you, Paul? You play video yeah, games, you still, don't you? You're well, you're, I... you're pressing me for questions. I I want you to answer questions. <laughs> well, uh, you're putting me on the spot here. But uh, <laughs> uh, I did play a few things this week. Um, actually, there were a couple betas that were out this past weekend, and uh, so I gave both of those a shot. One of them being Monster Hunter Worlds. Ooh, um, how was that? You know, I've never played a Monster Hunter game before, and it's always seemed very intimidating or like something I wouldn't like. So I kind of went in with a bit of trepidation, but now having played it, it's actually really cool. Um, the game looks great. Um, if you're interested in kind of third-person combat and that kind of thing, there's lots of different weapons and, and um, movesets and things like that to get into. Uh, it's also a pretty heavily co-op game, so I think there's lots of good opportunity to play with your friends, and obviously you're working together to take down gigantic monsters, which, who doesn't love that? Did you feel, coming into it as a newcomer, um, did you feel lost? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I, they don't really give you too much lead in, uh, in the beta. So they just kind of drop you in and, you know, go f fight some monsters and stuff. Um, but it was still reasonably approachable, I would say. So were you playing like, uh, the first 15 minutes of the game or do you know where they dropped you in the beta? That, well, they had a few different, uh, monster hunts that you could take on and each one was timed. So you got 15 minutes to go find this monster and wipe it out. Um, so I played a few of those, um, reasonable variety of locations and settings. And like I said, it looks great. Um, playing it on a, or I played it on a PS4 pro. Um, it looked fantastic. So, uh, that's definitely one to look out for. Now I know one of the new mechanics in the game that wasn't in the previous Monster Hunter games is the grappling hook. Did you or some some sort of? It's not, I don't know if it's a grappling hook, but it's a grappling weapon kind of thing where you sling across the levels. Did you get a chance to try that at all in the beta? I did not get a chance to grapple across levels, but that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I was curious. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching a video on it, and they were talking about this mechanic, and I'm like, oh, that does look pretty cool. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's definitely on my radar, and that's out next week. It's on Friday. This Friday. It's coming Friday. Um, you yeah, also, also played. Uh, if you're saying betas, that means you also dumped uh, jumped into Metal Gear, Gear Survive, right? Oh, you you know Paul did that. You just know yes, he did. I were did. You, were you were you like Twitter trolling the whole time, just yelling "fuck Konami" as you played it, or <laughs> <laughs> "fuck Konami"? <laughs> what is it? That is it bad? You know, no, no. People are pissed about the Kojima thing. I mean, we oh, all yeah. know how. I mean, fans love <laughs> love Kojima, and there's a lot of bad blood between Kojima fans and and Konami. And I mean, probably yeah. rightfully so. I mean, uh, I think the controversy is basically what these fans are saying is, you know, make a game and maybe just don't use the Metal Gear name, but you know what? Whatever. I mean, make a game. I don't care what you call it. If a game is good, a game is good. And right. I mean, there are people out there calling, there's honestly people out there calling for a boycott, which just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, you that's know, silly. Well, you want to defend, could you know, uh, uh, you, you, you want to defend Hideo? Good. That, that Like, that's fine by me. But by boycotting a game that 300 other people worked on, Exactly. You're not you're not doing Kojima a favor. You're just putting 300 people and their hard work, uh, you know, in the shitter. You know, I mean, let the game stand on its own. If and it sucks, and <laughs> they got to go in the shitter, that's fine. But I mean, if it's a good game, let it stand on its own. It's a good game. Totally, totally agree. Is it a yeah. good game, Paul? Well, I mean, at its core, it's MGS Five. So, oh. you know how it plays is obviously fantastic uh, that being probably the best playing stealth action game of all time but opinions 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 of course <laughs> um but having said that this is not really that um it is much more in the vein of like uh rust or a daisy where you're doing a lot of crafting there's a lot of mm -hmm. breaking boxes and picking up nails and and that sort of thing um what was in the beta was purely a co-op um basically a base defense mode which i kind of had a good time with so i'm interested to see where the rest of the game goes apparently there's a single player uh, mode and apparently it's as wacky as any of the other metal gear games so i'd be curious to see where it goes 
next month once that drops. Well, it looks like Nintendo's got the market cornered on cardboard, so uh, no no cardboard boxes in MG Survive? I did not acquire a cardboard box. <laughs> I did put up a lot of wooden fences, though. Oh, wooden fences. Sounds riveting. I'm, yeah, I'm sad no. I missed the beta now. <laughs> so it's, it's the beta's over now? It's 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 done? The beta's toast. Uh, in all honesty, there was not very many people playing it. It was pretty hard to get a game going. Hmm. Um, but Monster Hunter was bumping. So well, I, people are pretty on board with that. It just goes to show you like, where a little hype will get you. And, and, you know, and the reverse of it, right? Bad blood. I mean, you, know, mm-hmm. you, you attach Metal Gear to anything, and usually the interest is really high. So that is kind of telling. And you got to wonder if Konami's maybe a little bit worried. They're like, well, maybe we should have picked a different name. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Uh, I've also heard tell of microtransactions in Survive, but I mean, I'm gonna Rest I'm gonna reserve judgment until I see what they are. Exactly. I mean, I think we've we've touched on this already before. There's a place for micros, but they need to be implemented in a way that's not taking advantage of their consumer, right? right. So, right. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's what they're doing, I mean, I don't know if any company at this point. After the uproar that we dealt with in November, any company in their right mind is going to approach this in a predatory way again because they know no. they're going to get crucified. Yeah, well, we ta- we, we've talked nuts. about it. We we've talked about it before as well. Like, there's some some companies that are doing it really well. Like Ubisoft handles it uh, wonderfully. Like, look at look at Assassin's Creed, Sean, your beloved game. Um, th- their their seasons pass is what forty bucks, and you get two or three splashes of like significant chunks of content for your for your money. So yeah, I can't um, remember what the I can't remember what the cost was, but yeah, like there's two. Big I remember being expansions. cheap. I remember being very cheap and affordable. Well, I mean, forty bucks isn't exactly cheap, but in this day and age, that's that seems like a pretty good price for a season's pass. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should make sure that we're clearing like Canadian forty bucks US is you know, we're right. almost buying a new game. Um, right. I, I, I believe is yeah, like a twenty nine ninety nine or, or or something like that. Um, the hidden ones is the one that's coming out uh, that will be out, um, and then Valley of the Kings is the next one. And it comes with, you know, your standard stuff, your level increases and everything else. So um, the second one comes with a 10 level, a 10 level increase. So for a total of 15 between the two DLCs. So, you know, 15, 15 uh, uh, level increases pretty much speaks to the fact that there's probably a ton of content to go with it. So yeah, you're doing it right, you know. You don't, yeah, I think so. You, you know, you can opt in if you want to, and and you're going to get your money's worth out of it. Right. Right. So they can do it right. Yep. Absolutely, they can, and that's why I say, like, you know, you know, we could talk about this until the cows come home, where, you know, people don't want to pay more than their sixty bucks or seventy bucks a game. You know, they don't want to be paying one hundred and twenty bucks a game. So if it's implemented right, and you get the people who want to pay for it to pay for it, that's going to supplement those extra costs. Yeah, they have to make it worth it too. I mean, well, yeah, you, know, I mean, you, you can you say know, you've got lots of content, but it's got to be worthwhile. Absolutely, but I mean, you know, there's there's a time and a place. I mean, you look at a game like now, you know, which is, you know, almost the biggest game on the planet. We'll we'll say with Fortnite, and you know, it's pretty much a free to play game. 
and they're still making money. They're making money hand over fist because they're doing it right. It's cosmetic, man. I mean, it's the same reason people lose their shit for Overwatch, you know? They release new skins every, you know, however long, epic skins, legendary skins, and people want them. People get hyped for them, right? But they're choosing to spend money because they're excited about a game that they're already excited about playing. No one's forced into it. Yep, same deal with a game like Dota. Um, the hat market is hot in Dota. And <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't so get silly, it. But, you're, but people you're love absolutely it. Right. I actually read an article, um, I think it was on Venture Beat or something like that, uh, this past week where um, this guy uh, in one of his loot drops um, in PUBG uh, picked up the second rarest item, cosmetic item in the game, which is this like cheetah. Uh, print face mask thing and he actually wore it in game and um, was getting offers from people uh, to sell it for like it, it apparently it goes on you know whatever market for $1,300 oh my god but you know what's crazy is because it's on uh, because he's playing on PC so it's through Steam he can't actually I, I think there's there are sites where you can do it I, I'm, I'm pretty sure um but he's basically going to sell it on the Steam market, which gives him $1,300 worth of Steam credit. So that's just buying a whole lot of games, especially at Steam prices, right? He's like, right. so, so you know, rather than us, you know, putting out on, you know, whatever day, you know, buying $40 worth of Steam games that we might not play, he's going to spend $1,300 on Steam games that he'll probably never play. <laughs> the question is, how many Steam dollars did he spend to get the mask? Well, no, but I, I, I don't know if he, I don't think he would have. I think it was an actual loot drop of some type for a win. I don't know a lot about Bungie, oh, okay. so yeah, no, he, he, uh, it was a drop that came in game or something like that. So he wow. basically was trying to sell his wife on the fact that you know he, the, the joke was that him telling his wife that they, you know, why this face mask was something akin to winning the lottery, except she didn't really seem all that pleased about the fact that it was just in video game money. She's like, take your fucking lottery <laughs> winnings and shove them up your ass. Like, where's the real cash? Right. <laughs> the wife and kids haven't seen him in years. That 1300 bucks in steam <laughs> yeah. cash. Yeah. Honey, I did it. We hit the big time. Our assholes. <laughs> we, we still hey, we don't know the guy. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so what do we got here? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule here. We uh, we have releases coming out this week. There, there's actually some pretty solid games dropping this week. There are. Uh, there's the aforementioned Monster Hunter World. But uh, same day, this coming Friday, we've got Dragon Ball Fighter Z? No, Z? Fighters. Fighters? Fighters. 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 Yeah. Right. We we got corrected about that at, at, at E3, E3. We did because right. they announced it and we were like Dragon Ball Fighter Z and they're like I, I remember seeing some pretentious shithead of a human being uh, <laughs> as we're standing at the Namco <laughs> booth. Don't hold back with his arms crossed and he fucking no because he was a dick. He turns over and he sneers at us. He's like it's Dragon Ball Fighters and I'm like it's my foot up your ass you little shit. Like they're fucking looking <laughs> like that. <laughs> But I got schooled at that moment, and I never fucked it up again. It's Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighters. Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually looks really good. Reviews yes. dropped today, and it's it's uh, or two days. From... God, this whole like time delay thing fucks with my head. The reviews have dropped, 
and uh, it's reviewing quite well. People people seem to like it. Uh, one of the things that I saw uh, being commented about it is that as you know, when it comes to fighting games, it's actually quite approachable. You know, I mean, you're you're going to be able to have a lot of fun with it, even if you're not, you know, like a combo pro. Nice. I haven't yeah. checked in with. I know Michael's currently reviewing it, and I haven't checked in with him, but I know he's. Uh, that should be landing in the uh, in the bin any time now. So I'm curious if he's enjoying it. Well, my uh, my good buddy, my good buddy Mitch. Um, he uh, he reviewed it for IGN, and I know that uh, he. I mean, he he had some issues with it. You know, there were some certain things that he didn't like. But if I remember right, I mean, I glanced at it earlier. It was somewhere in the in the eighties. You know, so a decent score. I mean, there's a ton of fan service here here too, and I mean, the 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 fans of Dragon Ball Z are it, it's a legion of fans, and you know, the overall attitude right now is that. Of the Dragon Ball fighting games, this one is the top of the top, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Like, yeah, talk yeah, about sure front is. runner for prettiest game of the year in January. This is one. Yep, it it sure is. It's flipping gorgeous, especially like in motion too, like full speed. It's like watching mm-hmm. an episode at full speed. It's crazy good. So other releases this week. Um, yesterday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, we've got Iconoclasts, which is kind of a 2D Metroidvania game. Yeah, and it looks uh, it looks kind of good. I mean, it's kind of bright. It's you know kind of bright, but it's like it's kind of pixely, but kind of not at the same time. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like kind of jagged, edgy, and and stuff like that. And it it actually looks pretty darn cool. It kind of reminds me stylistically a little bit of like Metal Slug. Yeah, that's actually probably a really good comparison. Like kind of looking at it in motion here. It, that's pretty much spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just the shooting and stuff, it, it kind of gives off that vibe. And I mean, it looks like it's pretty good. Reviews went live on that one. Uh, I think they might have went live today as well. I, I just quickly looked one up for reference. I, Destructoid gave it 9.5. So, oh, wow. Yeah, and Destructoid can be, uh, they can be pretty hard. So a 9.5 is a pretty spectacular score. Also coming this week, we've got The Inpatient on psvr which is the prequel follow-up to until dawn until dawn which scared the shit out of me because i'm a pussy we have (laughs) have garrett reviewing that one (laughs) garrett's on the on the review for 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 the inpatient he is god i can't i can't wait to watch his review and listen to his silky smooth voice okay so the so oh my god i'm so confused so the embargo they can't is there an embargo or is it basically like the game's out you're allowed to talk about it now great question i don't know i I haven't seen any reviews for it so i'm i'm gonna excuse the ticky tickies i'm going to look it up right now i'm on i'm on metacritic right now and there are no reviews yet so there you go there you Um, go but the game's out in two hours at the time we're recording you know what? Oh. That's that that always that always scares me. I mean, when a, a bigger, more well known, or you know, or maybe more hyped up game, does, you know, gets an embargo or where they don't release review copies until you know where it's impossible to get a review out before uh, when people are going to spend their money, right? Like now it's right. out and people are going to spend their money, but there's no reviews yet. I mean, I'm, I'm I, with you. I, I often I view- wonder, but I mean, but also, I mean, until dawn was crazy good. So, I mean, and, and it's super massive. Super massive is the developer on this one, and and they're known for great games. So, 
Uh, I imagine it's probably pretty rad. Now we can you can only play that on PSVR, right? You, that's not you can't yep, play that's that. Right. Yeah, see that's somewhat disappointing for me that doesn't have a PSVR unit because I did enjoy Until Dawn so much. Wasn't uh, it originally? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't originally wasn't it supposed to be out for for both? Like you could play it with or without. That was the original pitch, was it not? I wouldn't be surprised to see it come to PS4 eventually, uh, but they've had such a big push with the price um, on PSVR. I think they they're looking for their horse to take this baby into the you know the multiple millions. Well, I mean, it, it is a great it's it's a great platform. It's it's really really cool. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like like any sort of new tech, the cost gets in the way of adoption for right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people picked it up over the holiday stretch, but they were picking up the PSVR 1.0 because there was a big push to unload the 1.0 off of shelves while they brought in the 2.0. Um, you know, there, there's the newer mm-hmm. version of the of the PSVR. Um, I'm not, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what the, the, the differences were, but there was a few key things that they've improved on. Um, but still, I mean, I guess with well, that I, price I, drop... I do hear it's less cumbersome. Like there's less wires. It's a little mm-hmm. bit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. There's, there's, it's a little bit more user friendly. So, but yeah, I haven't tried the new, uh, the 2.0 yet either. I just, I, I had my, my, the last time I played PlayStation VR uh, was when Paul filmed me playing. Um, what was the name of that? Um, I can't remember the name of that game. Here they lie. Here they Here lie. lie. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> That was the last time you were I sitting... actually had a PSVR on my head. Um, and uh, the reaction to that video was, uh, you know, from people who were like literally begging me to play more horror games for their entertainment. Um, and so uh, I eventually, eventually I am willing to jump back into VR and play Resident Evil 7 just so people can laugh at me. I'm willing to be that monkey just, just maybe one more time. I mean, you were at the title screen and you were shitting yourself. Oh, fuck off. I wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was close. No, you, you were. <laughs> <laughs> we have video evidence, Sean. Oh, my we God. Do. I love there, there. There's a couple of spots in that video that I just I can't help but chuckle at every time because especially that part where I'm like trying to like bolster myself where I'm like, face your fear, Sean. Don't be such a pussy. And then something jumped out at me and I'm like, fuck this game. Fuck this game so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, memories. The good old days of COD Connected. Yeah, right? God, like all all two and a half weeks ago. (laughs) And also this week, though, I don't have any fancy segues. Sorry, guys. Uh, Lost Sphere is coming out, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people are really hyped to get their hands on this game. So this is basically the follow-up from the same team that did that Last Chrono Trigger ripoff. Yeah, Setsuna. That's whoa, the one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold your tone there, mister. <laughs> this last Chrono Trigger ripoff. I Am Setsuna is a good game. It's, a, it's all mean, right. It's, uh, is it a tribute of sorts? Or at least, you know, does it pay homage to Chrono Trigger? Absolutely. But it's a good game that stand on, on, stands on its own. Um, I think Lost Sphere is going to do the same. Mm-hmm. That's a much more nuanced take than I had. Yeah, Jay... James' review will be live by the time um, by the time we go live here. Um, he seems somewhat mixed on it. Like he's, I mean, it's he's given it a decent score, seventy five. Um, 
you know, he 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 likes the combat. He likes the the map. Um, well, let's say so seventy-five is not a bad score. No, it's perfectly yeah, it's serviceable. Not bad. That's a good game. But he he had issue with the graphics. Um, and he felt it just had the story had a been there done that type feel to it. Yeah, I, I played the I actually played the demo and I don't know for some reason it just kind of felt clunky. Something about it I couldn't quite put my finger on it in the short demo, but um, yeah. interesting to see that it played out as an okay game at least. I'm just glad to see that games in in, in that vein aren't you know getting left behind. I mean those are the type of games that a lot of us who are RPG lovers today kind of mm. grew up on. Um, yep. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're, they're still being made. Um, you know, and there's, there's games that are, are being made in that vein as well that are updated, that are like, um, you know, really, you know, uh, Battle Chasers, for example. You know, I mean, that's an old school turn-based RPG that is just absolutely ridiculously stunning in motion that, as far as I'm concerned, didn't get nearly enough attention. Um, so, yeah, like... Those, you reviewed that one, didn't you, Sean? I, I did not review it. No, uh, I'm trying to remember who did. I think it might have been Alex Thomas. It might have been Alex Thomas. I think. Okay. Um, but it's an... Uh, no, it was James. It was James that ended up uh, reviewing that one. And it's it's amazing. It's it definitely uh, it's respectful of the games that uh, were uh, that inspired it, but man, did it take it in a in a new direction for graphics and it, it's just absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. I've put in somewhere around twenty five hours, give or take, into it. I think it's about a forty hour game. Um, so I still got to I still got to wrap it up, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, those, those games have a place, and I'm glad that they're not just being left in the dust. So even if they're not the best, you know, it's not scoring a 95, you, you, you know, I'm still glad it's there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Guys, we got an email. Holy shit. What? <laughs> yeah, we did. So, so not only did we get an email, that right there is proof positive that there's people who are willing to listen to us talk shit. Yes, they oh, are not that's... only downloading, they are listening. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to send in an email and get in touch with us, you can send that to pressxpodcast at gmail.com. That's pressxpodcast at gmail.com. Reminds me of like one of those 1-800 uh, commercials where they repeat the number like seven times just in case you didn't get it the first six times. Right. <laughs> That's 1-800. <laughs> They're desperate for callers. Absolutely desperate. Just like us. Right? Please email us anything. <laughs> so this is actually a really good email. It's uh, a, an interesting one. Um... Sean, do you want to read this one out? I got this. Yeah, let me let, let me look. 2017 was definitely one of the greatest years of gaming. For me, it finally reached the heights of 1998 and 2004-2005. My question for all of you is if your favorite games of all time coincide with any landmark years. My favorite game is Thief the Dark Project and came out in 98, the year when games started finding more ways to tell stories. Can and then this is kind of a secondary question. Can any of you recommend any good immersive sims if you know any? And also, what the fuck is Square Enix doing with the Thief franchise? Um, <laughs> there's no name here. Who who sent this email? So we yeah, can who did throw some it? props? 
Uh, well, it's Crazy Jerry Mouse 555. Thank you, Crazy Jerry Mouse. <laughs> I'll take it. And props on your email name. That's really great. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm willing to tackle this 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 first. Um, for me, my favorite game of all time. I don't know if it actually came out in a. I don't know if it actually came out in any sort of landmark year for games because the year was 1977, and and I I don't know if it's the most fun game to play, but I play it every day, and it's that game called Life. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Bum, bum, bum. What an absolute thud that is. I have an actual he's, answer for the question. I'm just fucking with you week, guys. I have a real answer. No, you know what? My my like my favorite game of all time uh is is Skyrim, which came out in 2011. And I made sure that I actually looked up some games that came out that year. I don't know if it's necessarily remembered as a banner year. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember people really going on like, oh my God, 2011, holy shit. But when I looked it up, there's some crazy ass games that came out in 2011. Batman Arkham City, Portal 2, uh, Dark Souls debuted, um, L.A. Noir, uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, Jeez, what else came out that year? No, no, no. Bastion, which is like an amazing indie game. Uh, Dragon Age 2. Eh, well, Dragon Age 1 was better, so fuck that game. Uh, <laughs> Saints Bullet Row the Third, Arkham City. Bulletstorm is another one that I actually had a lot of fun with. The Witcher 2. So yeah, I mean, it was a great year um, with a lot of really, really, really good games. Uh, Mortal Kombat 9, that's when the X-ray the uh, X-ray thing came in, which I, I love. I love the X-ray mechanic. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's ever, you know, you don't hear people like reminiscing fondly about 2011, right? I mean, not like we were kind of, you know, we were going goo-goo over, you know, 2017 and, you know, 10 years from now, people are going to lose their mind. You remember 2017. So yeah, I mean, a lot of amazing games came out that year, but I just don't remember it being you know, one of those years that we were going to talk about afterward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trev, what about you? I think for me, I think, I think back to when the original Xbox launched 2002, when it launched and then it's hard for me to pinpoint a year. I would say that's sort of a more of a 2002 to 2004 window. Cause it really sort of got me back into gaming. Um, at a higher intensity where we would play rainbow six and we would play mech assault and we would play perfect dark and mm -hmm. it really got me playing online which is something i hadn't done to that level before like the dreamcast i remember going online with uh um you know with my keyboard playing nfl 2k but you know connection drops and it was just horrible and the only way you can communicate with people was with these with these dreamcast keyboards which at the time was so cool but Xbox, the original Xbox, it kicked off, um, you know, it kicked off the Xbox Live service. And um, that's that's really, really what brought me back into it. Nice. Um, 04 in that era, that was a big one. That was Halo 2, Half-Life 2, GTA San Andreas, uh, CS Source, mm -hmm. uh, Doom 3. Lots of stuff that year. Um, Big time. Yeah. But what was your favorite, though? What was your favorite game? 
Oh, favorite game of all time? Well, just say, say his question is, if your favorite game of all time, well, I guess he did say games plural. So actually, Trevor, th- you pretty much answered the question. Did yeah, they coincide like, with landmark years? Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Halo was such an amazing game because I, I think a lot to those, I think back to those land parties that we used to have and we would connect all these Xboxes in all these rooms like uh, like hardcore nerds. There'd be eight of us jammed in a house and all all over the place yelling at each other and just swearing at each other at the top of our lungs till three in the morning playing Halo on the Xbox. So I do think you, about some of those memories and, and it being pretty fun. Do you Is ever, it my favorite game? I don't know if I could say that, but it, it's certainly some of my fondest gaming memories is that original 2002 to 2005 period for sure. Did you ever see that picture of... Um that kid at a LAN party, uh, everyone's like playing their games or whatever. And then there's that kid who's literally duct taped to the ceiling as part of the LAN party. Have you ever seen that picture? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty funny. It's, it's kind oh, of, wow. it, it, people, uh, I think any, a lot of people are gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. They're, they're gonna re- remember that picture. So I'm gonna remind myself to make sure I send that to you. But yeah, it's a bunch of nerds, just like we were, all gathered around their computers, all hooked up to a LAN, you know, in a, in a LAN network. And then this kid, like, I'm pretty sure he's even got a keyboard. He's literally like got a duct tape hammock up to the ceiling pretty much with a keyboard and he's having a time (laughs) oh man they never could have got my fat ass up there that's the only reason it never happened to me (laughs) so paul you're you 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 were pretty vague too what about your your favorite games of all time landmark yeah well my favorite game of all time i actually already mentioned it today that's chrono trigger and no wonder you're so sensitive about ripoffs yeah, I am. I'm a little bit sensitive, a <laughs> little defensive of my Chrono Trigger. Right. <laughs> or as Trevor called it once upon a time, Chrono, Chrono Tiger. Tiger. Chrono Tiger. <laughs> yeah, baby. Tony the Tiger with machine guns. That might be my favorite <laughs> flub of all time. Hey, guys, how about that Chrono Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> so good. But that one came out in 1995, which was not a huge year for games. Um 94 uh, was pretty huge as that was Final Fantasy 3 and Donkey Kong Country, Killer Instinct, Marathon, Warcraft. You know, I kind of I kind of feel bad because uh, I, I mean, knowing the types of games that we're all into, uh, I don't really have an answer for the uh, the secondary question of any good immersive Sims. I mean, I'm going to. So- uh, Sim City, you know, like, right. <laughs> it's been a while since I've actually dropped into a good Sim. I feel bad. Well, I think between the three of us, I think Paul, you're more of the Sims guy than yep. any of us. Yeah. So it kind of depends what he means by uh, by Sim, but I could definitely suggest a couple of things, and they're both paradox games. Mm-hmm. Um, one on land, one in space. On land. I really love city skylines. Um, in my mind, it's the best city builder that's ever been made. Uh, there's just so much flexibility. It supports Steam Workshop, so you can uh, pick up a lot of different, um, you know, map packs and and building packs and stuff. And you can really build the city of your dreams in that game. And there's been a ton um, of mods and expansions for that already, hasn't there? Yeah, I believe they're on their fourth expansion. Um, so there's definitely a lot of stuff you can do in that game. It is kind of a CPU hog, though. So if you don't have a beast of a machine, uh, I guess that's with any 
sim game as you get bigger and bigger mm-hmm. uh she's not gonna run so good <laughs> and in space um the one i've been playing the most recently is stellaris which like i said is another paradox game it's your basic 4x uh exploration expansion whatever the other two x's are i can't remember <laughs> something about war and exterminating i don't know the only x i know is triple x so i mean <laughs> i'm no use here and DMX, of course. <laughs> and <Lord> DMX. And <laughs> can I can I can I sing the line one more time? Do it. Let's hear it. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm finished. That's it. Thank Show's you over, folks. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> but Solaris again, it's got really good mod support. Uh, there's actually a really really cool Star Trek mod that turns the universe into Star Trek, so you can play as the Borg, or you could play as the Federation, or the Klingons, or whatever you want to do. So there's some really cool stuff to do in that game as well. That's Those actually two super I'd recommend. cool. That's super cool. I like that. Yeah. And do we know so what's, again? Do we know what's happening with Square Enix and Thief? You know, I, I wouldn't be have... surprised to hear about it again. The last one was dog shit, but uh, I think you're being a little harsh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it was good. Shit. Yeah. No, I I think I think it fell prey to hype. I mean, you know, I mean, I remember sitting down to an appointment at E3, you know, holy shit, thief is back. Um, and you know, it was a pretty, it was your run of mill, your run of the mill sort of like scripted trailer and, uh, everything looked great. He's running through fire over rooftops and, and everything. And it really looked like that stealth aspect was, was kept in check. But when the game came out it yeah it didn't necessarily live up to expectations per se um but anytime you're 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 releasing a game that's got a name attached to it that's you know somewhat iconic obviously those expectations are going to be high and it didn't it didn't reach it but that it's still it's not a bad game it's just not the best thief game yeah it's just that games like dishonored um ate its lunch basically well, Dishonored is a better Thief game than Thief was, you know, or yeah. Thief 4, we'll say, or whatever. Um, well, didn't I hope... Dishonored come out after Thief? I'd have to check that. But... I'd have to check the timeline, yeah. but I mean, I mean, but still, Dishonored had that cool sort of, I mean, they had that cool steampunk vibe to it and, and, and everything else. Um, and some of his abilities, uh, some of Corvo's abilities are like super, super cool. So, I mean, it was like Thief on Crack in a, in a sense, right? I mean, you know, with all these extra abilities and stuff. But it was still like a stealth game at heart. So, yeah, probably, you know, it probably took a lot of its thunder. I mean, that being said, I hope they're not giving up on on the name or on the franchise because... I mean, I still remember the very first Thief and how much it blew my mind. I mean, it was it's literally one of the pioneers of, of the stealth genre. So I'd hate to see it just kind of like fade off into dust if they still have... If they've got somebody who's got some good ideas in the wings, I'd love to see them. It'll be back. I think, I think Square is one of the developers that has the most promise these days. I mean, they've brought back a ton of things and they've done really well. Um, look at... Well... I guess Hitman didn't actually do so well on a sales level. I knew you were going to say Hitman because I know that like how hard you got for Hitman. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Genital jousting. Um, Genital jousting hard. (laughs) But no, but but I mean, I respect the fact that when when Square basically dumped on dumped Hitman and gave it back to is IO, wasn't it? I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's IO. Um, they gave that license back. They gave everything back to allow IO the ability to continue developing that franchise, right? Um, yeah. So 
There's still more on the way, is there not? I mean, the last time I checked, there's still, IO is planning on creating a lot more with the Hitman franchise. They are. They haven't said much lately. Um, I know they were planning to do a season two of the original mm -hmm. Hitman game, but uh, I would guess they would break that off so they can publish under somebody else um, other than Square. Well, no, because Square handed everything back. The engine, like all the build on the game, everything. They're like, yeah, go right, ahead. Right, but do I mean, you want I, I, instead of bolting onto the game that exists, which was published by Square, I'd assume they'd want to oh, I uh, publish with somebody so they can get a bigger cut. Yeah, yeah, which which makes sense. And I mean, in a, it's almost, it's too bad because anybody you hear talk about Hitman now after the fact, it's all positive review. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. everybody who's played it loves it it's Big just time. not enough people played it for yeah, it to it be just worth Square's sell. time I guess but I mean look at what Square's done with a lot of other franchises like Tomb Raider's been unbelievably successful because it's fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> factually don't, correct don't even get me started on just listening to Camilla Luddington talk <laughs> I wish you would sing that's right you are a Camilla fanboy I, I'm I just literally it's just the voice. I just love her voice. <laughs> it's just so good. Her voice is so good. You might want to start watching uh, Grey's Anatomy, Sean. I know your wife's into it. Is she on Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, she is. Oh shit on me. Oh no. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. Oh you're have no. To do it now. I'm gonna have to friggin' hand in my guy card before the next episode. I'll be like, Sean, did you play any games this week? I watched no. all of Grey's. <laughs> and I shed a lot of tears. Oh no. I, I am a bit of a pussy, so I'm pretty sure I would shed a lot of tears. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, we, we have talked about this before how my wife loves the show. I'm always joking around about like how it's a chick show, da 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 da, right? Standard macho guy bullshit. But I actually, one time, I'm like, whatever. I'll sit and I'll watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy with you. That's fine. Uh, you know, we, we, we couldn't figure out what to watch. So she turns on the episode and it's the one episode out of, I don't know, however many of them, the hundred and some odd episodes there are. That's like a goddamn musical. They're actually singing everything. Like they're trying to go through this operation and then suddenly it stops and the doctor is like singing. And I'm like, you fucking watch this shit on purpose. And she's like, no, 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 no. I've never seen an episode like this. I can't even watch this myself. This is the worst, but it was enough to throw me off. And I'm like, nope, you had your chance. You fucked it up. That's a hard nope. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> a hard nope. <laughs> That's a really hard no. <laughs> Camilla or nothing, man. Me and Gray's no. <laughs> you really turned the ship a few times in a couple minutes there <laughs> it's a it's a gift it's a curse <laughs> <laughs> well that's gonna do it for emails because you guys only sent in one well hey, but if you'd one, like to send in more one's better than none let's not discourage right. them that's right that's true so thank you for your one email jerry race car driver 27 what was his name it was something like that. Was that. Close. Let's go with that. Whatever. I mean, close. I remember Jerry, and I really appreciate the fact that Jerry sent in an email. Thank right. you, Jerry. <laughs> You're my homeboy. You might not know, but I'm doing that whole like hit my chest and two fingers out thing, like saluting him like a homeboy. You belong in 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. <laughs> That's right. Me and Fiddy, we close. <laughs> we tight. Motherfucker. <laughs>
<laughs> wow, I love our banter sometimes. It's just so stupid. And on that note, <laughs> it's time for this podcast to be over. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sean's too far into his cups now. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode three of Press X the Podcast. I didn't think we'd we, make it. Wow. We did. We've made it and we're going to continue making it. Yeah, we are. Every Wednesday from now until eternity. We hope you'll join us again then. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Thanks for listening, friends. Peace out. Adios. Adios.